0: Hey, Kurt. Hi, Greg.
1: Are you finally ready to talk some fancy football? Yeah, it's been a long time. (laughs) All right, man. Hey, so today is our second episode of the divisional previews. We've already done the AFC North, so we're going to switch conferences and do the NFC North preview uh, today. So what is, first of all, the record's, the general records for how we think each of these teams will, will finish. And then uh, we'll talk about some of the mid-level or fringe players on each team that we did not discuss in the, in our top 15 rankings for each position earlier in the year. So these are the players who are really going to make or break your team, you know, kind of those steals in the draft and, and those, uh, those type of players. So you ready for this?
0: I am, but don't we want to thank our sponsors? oh let's do that first okay well the summer months are are upon us um nothing hits the tongue quite as well as ice cream and from uh the from the streets ice cream department in australia they have the golden gay time ice cream bars you'll have four delicious chances to have a gay time with their four pack um the first gay time uh took australia by storm back in 1959 so they're steeped in tradition getting ready for the uh, swinging 60s and the flower power made this popular bar in australia even more popular Um, and as their slogan has said time and time again it's hard to have a gay time on your own so please go out there look for your gay time bars um, and just stick them in your mouth
1: All right, I'm good. We're going international. Well,
0: we yeah, we gotta we gotta reach out and reach out our global from, people. We, we talk from, funny over there, but still. Yeah, the toilet flushes in the opposite direction. Yeah, so your gate time bar when
1: you poop it out will go the other way. Right, we're going from Erie to New Brunswick, Georgia to Australia.
0: Uh, hey, I. What's next, G- Gabe? Gabe really likes these bars. So he okay. you know,
1: I, I'm only doing him a favor. Hey, you know what I just heard about Gabe, by the way? Gabe, what? you know what I just heard about you? Gabe was voted most changed since freshman year. <laughs> not in a good way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gabe, that's just what we heard. We're not yeah. insinuating anything. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen your feet in, in you
0: know, since freshman year, I guess. He's got he's got a dicky do Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's dig let's dig
1: into the NFC North. Oh, I know you're fired up about this. All right. So uh you know, Kirk, just just so that our two listeners know, we have not talked about our predictions prior to this. So I'm gonna list the teams in, in the order where I have them predicted to finish. Okay. Um so I'm going to start with, uh, with the Minnesota Vikings who I have winning the division at 12 and four this year. Uh, last year they were 13 and three, which is pretty, uh, uh, pretty amazing seeing how they rotated quarterbacks. They went to the NFC championship after that miraculous finish against New Orleans. Uh, this year, I think they have a better quarterback. Uh, they have a better running back situation with, uh, with, um, you know, their, their young running back coming back. Uh, their defense is just all out a great defense. Um, the only thing I think this year is it may be a trial year with a new quarterback with Kirk Cousins coming in there. But other than that, I think they are locked and loaded to be a, a great team this year. Uh, what do you think about the team overall?
0: Well, i, I I'm in the uh, I'm in the same boat with you, uh, just a little off. I have them at, at eleven and five. Um, okay. uh, I I love I love them picking up Kirk cousins. Um, I think they I think their offense is going to be very balanced and it, although it may, you may not have these overwhelming uh, fantasy players, uh, week in and week out. I think you can pick a top fantasy person on that team. It may not be consistent each week, but they're going to be producing,
1: you know, solid games. Yep, so some some of the players that we're not really going to go in-depth because we talked about them in the ranking show, but I just want to kind of go over where we had them ranked. Mm. First of all, a quarterback, uh, we had as our consensus number eight, Kirk Cousins as our consensus number eight. Uh, I think he'll be fine, but I, I think the range of outcomes for him is kind of uh, – is very wide just because it's a new team, new system, and it's really his, his first year in it. So um, take that with a grain of salt. Secondly – uh, at running backs, we had as our consensus number eleven again, you need to take this with a grain of salt huge range of outcomes for him coming off an a c l injury after only having four games last year right uh you know he's he looked great, but you never know how he's going to respond to that and then finally, also uh Adam thielen we had as our consensus he was tied for number ten uh again, this was p p r rankings. Mm-hmm. You also need to take that with a grain of salt, and I'll expect that, uh, or I'll explain that here in a second. Um, Adam Thielen it was great; he looked great last last two years, really. But uh, I, I want to segue into the first player uh, on my list here. I want to talk about for the Vikings, which is Stefan Diggs, and the reason why I think you need a caveat Adam Thielen's ranking is because Diggs could very easily become the number one in that offense. Right. he he, digs is kind of like a Jordan Reed to where you almost expect him to get injured and miss time throughout the year. But in the last two years, he's been the number 13 and the number 14 receiver in points per Mm -hmm. game. I mean, he's right on the fringe of being a number one. I think if he gets that continuity, if he can play 16 games, I would not be surprised if he overtakes Adam Thielen as the number one guy in that offense. Uh, he, I think he's more talented than Thielen. Um, You know, it's just the durability is an issue. The other thing that makes him different than Adam Thielen is Thielen is very consistent. He's a PPR guy, not a huge touchdown guy. So, you know, expect those seven catches for 80 or 90 yards from Thielen, where Diggs is very much a boomer bust guy. He'll have a couple weeks that, uh, that win you the week. Win that contest for you, and then he'll have some games where he just disappears. But Stefan Diggs is a guy I think I'd be comfortable with as a, a number two or number three receiver on my. Team.
0: Yeah, what what what's really going to make this team uh, end up looking better offensively is if their defense, which is a very good defense, turns the ball over and gives them those quick scoring opportunities and short fields um, to where touchdowns will come aplenty, plenty. And that's where that's where I think the running back system of cook and Murray um will it's possible that either one of those will be beneficial to have on your team because I mean depending upon how cook does like you said he could have a high ceiling or a you know he could just struggle with the injury um but I would have no problem having Murray on my team as a bench guy um to be able to insert it if cook goes down or has to miss time um I'm I'm always low on digs, but he is definitely good. I, I'm I guess I'm still surprised at where he came from. I, there was not really a whole lot of expectation when he was first coming into the league, but he's done extremely well, and I I think he has a good enough quarterback to 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 be a number one guy, just like you said. So he could be a he could be a low buy um, in an auction, and he could be a you know. And almost an afterthought in some of these uh snake drafts.
1: Yep. Yeah. I'm not uh I'm not sure how you got on the topic of Davis Murray, uh if you're we talking on digs, but um he's he's the next guy I wanted to talk about. I was uh,
0: foreshadowing or actually no, I wasn't foreshadowing. I was just going into him because I knew you wanted to talk about him.
1: It's <laughs> very, very roundabout yeah. way. Uh yeah, okay. Well good. Um, uh, Latavius Murray had 842 rushing yards last year. That's not bad for probably being the third best receiver or, excuse me, running back on the roster, but Jerick McKinnon's gone. Uh, the thing with Murray though, is he was banged up when Dalvin cook was having success. Mm-hmm. So when it was just McKinnon, Murray definitely had a role there. I would not be surprised if he has that same role, with Dalvin Cook back in there, um, are, do you think he's draft worthy? Or no, is he somebody you would you no. no? Okay, so to me, I think this this depends on if you're looking at ten or twelve team leagues. I think in twelve team leagues, I would definitely be fine with picking up Latavius Murray as a so late round running back, he, just a somebody. He's
0: draftable if you have Cook.
1: So handcuffing them,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be that would be the, the advantage to that is to is to handcuff them, um, and you know that'd be that'd be the only reason why I would I would like him on my on my roster, and I wouldn't mind having him on my roster, uh, given the flux. But I, I think I could find starting positions and to fill my team. That's my mentality.
1: All right. Finally, the last player I want to talk about uh, is Kyle Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Uh, tight end for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he is always – he's better than you think. Uh, he's, he's just not a sexy player to have on your team. He's never going to blow up and have great weeks, but he is very consistent. Last year, he was the number nine points per game tight end. Actually, two years ago, he was number three overall, which, which really shocked me when I looked into it. Um, last year, he had seven good games really only five bus games and the rest of the games I would call Kyle Rudolph games, which are kinda yeah, they're they're fine. You know, you're you're fine starting him. But uh uh he's somebody I think after actually looking into the numbers, I may actually consider drafting this year, whereas as opposed to before, he was never somebody I would I would be excited about
0: drafting. Uh I I yeah. Uh, I have I have very lukewarm feelings about Kyle Rudolph. I I think, yeah, I, I think he's better than what his stats show. Um, yeah. The other the other there's two other guys I highlighted just because one one was relevant at one time in his career and the other one should be relevant at this point in his career, and that's uh, Kendall Wright, Kendall Kendall Wright and Laquan Treadwell. Uh, Laquan Treadwell okay. is I think he's a third year in the league he's first mm-hmm. round draft pick should should be a should be a, 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 a in his prime as far as wide receivers go in his third year I I I'm, I'm not saying these guys are draft worthy but it'd be nice to see if these guys actually progress to where in a deeper league you have to you know go to them because their offense has enough balance but um and Kendall Wright was a was a was a was a, was a was a draft pick a couple of years ago um, when he was with the Titans, and he kind of fell off the radar. And he was in Chicago and um, didn't do a whole lot. But he's definitely that. he's definitely has has the ability to to be important in the fantasy world. So I have those on my fringes of of players that you know you might have to dip into the well if uh, if if things in in
1: Minnesota look good. What, what after Stefan Diggs gets hurt? Right you may look
0: those right two. well, I mean yeah? and, and there, no. there are teams where you can go after their third wide receiver, and if one of those guys is it, I would think Ken, Kendall Wright would be a, a third receiver. Hey, you have to come on hard times. when you're quick hits and you don't have anybody that's playing, you have to mm-hmm. go and get somebody who is playing in the league and at that point it's like well all the other good players are taken i have to go after right. the slot guy or the third wide receiver on a team so right.
1: this is more or less for yeah, quick
0: hits this is this that, this is a quick hit yeah show.
1: yeah uh yeah if your win is if you're willing to spend 26 bucks on jeremy hill last year you're willing to spend two bucks on Kevin yeah right yeah take it take a uh You know, but to back up what you're saying, though, is if if there's any quarterback in the league that spreads it out, it's it's Kirk Cousins, you know, and that's, you know, almost, uh, you know, he never really had a true number one in Washington. And that's why I think a a lot of different receiving options there had success. So, Yeah. Yeah, may not be bad. Looking at number three there in Minnesota. Okay, hey, moving on. The the second place team I have in this division is Green Bay, and I have them at eleven and five. Kirk, what do you have? Ten and six. Ten and six. Okay, so last year they were seven and nine. Majority of the season without Aaron Rodgers, Mm -hmm. their defense has not gotten any better. In the off season, they lose Jordy Nelson. Lots of questions at running back. Anything else you want to add before we get into specific players? Uh,
0: uh, No, no, nope.
1: Okay, so... I'm not going to beat around the bush here. The big question mark with this team is running back. Mm -hmm. And I want to talk about all three of them. They have Aaron Jones, uh, Ty Montgomery, and Jamal Williams. And nobody knows who the starter is going to be coming out of those three. Uh, All three of them... This is very important. All three of them... Had top 10 weeks, uh, and multiple top 10 weeks. Aaron Jones had two top five weeks last mm. year. Ty Montgomery had three top 10 weeks, and Jamal Williams had three top 10 weeks. Uh, actually, Jamal Williams had three top 10 weeks in a row. All of them were split expo- uh, completely different. Aaron Jones, and, and, and you can make the case for all three of these guys mm-hmm. Aaron Jones had 5.5 yards of carry where the other two had under, they were well under four yards of carry. Ty Montgomery, when he was the starter, you know, and this is the, the main thing for him is he he started over those two when everybody was healthy. When they had the clean slate, Ty Montgomery, the team announced him as a starter. And he was playing a higher percentage of snaps than any other starting running back in the league. And that includes players like Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So – they they fed him the ball. Then Jamal Williams was probably the most versatile out of both of them. He could do he probably did the best job with rushing and receiving. his was most efficient in passing game. So, I honestly, I have Aaron Jones on my keeper league team. You have Ty Montgomery and Jamal Williams. So this is a question that directly affects both of us. I have no idea what to expect. Right. And if I'm keeping Aaron Jones, so well. What what, what are your thoughts? Uh, my the
0: water is just as murky on my end of things, so it's it, it is a wait and see. Um, I'm gonna spend way too much time thinking about these guys than I should be, and it's gonna piss me off. Um, yep. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip I'm gonna skip over them because I, I I can't speak with any intelligence on them. Whatever they say they're gonna do will make it. Then then I'll make a decision. Um, the only other person. That I I may key up uh, as far as a wide receiver in a deep league or even in uh, the dynasty league is Geronimo Allison. Um, with with Jordy Nelson gone, Adams looks Adams looks to take over the number one spot. Cobb is supposedly going to be the number two, um, but uh, I think Allison had a couple uh, flashes last year to where you know he's a young wide receiver, athletic. He may be he may be someone that you have to reach to um, as far as a fringe wide receiver on that team. If Rodgers is healthy, all his targets are, are possible fantasy relevance. So, I would say he'd be the most likely one to step up, but
1: I could be wrong. Yeah, well, you know, out of, out of the two of us, I am much higher on Devontae Adams than I think you are. Yes. But I think he's very safe. Other than that, though, I yeah, I, I'm like you. I have Randall Cobb slotted as a number two, but I think Geronimo Allison can challenge him for that. Yeah. Because Cobb, is, he's getting up there in age. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have Randall Cobb that I, I wanted to talk about, too, because, like I said, whether it's him or Allison, in two of the last four years, Aaron Rodgers has produced two top ten points per game receivers. So – you know, if Adams is going to be one, who's the most likely to be the other? Is it Cobb or Allison? I I think I will have Randall Cobb on a lot of my teams this year. In deeper leagues, like our keeper league, I may go after a guy like Allison. Yeah. I think Casey is the guy. You know, the other thing, too, is maybe back to receiver. But then again, the Packers drafted three receivers this year. Uh, and some some maybe lower character high talent guys too. So that's a big question mark. Um either way, uh that's definitely something you're gonna want to keep your eye on during preseason. Look at who's passing the eyeball test and and who he's who he seems to be targeting in practice. But uh yeah that there's there's just so many unknowns with this offense right now. I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams uh, you know, Jimmy Graham, I think, will be a safe tight end pick for you. But other than that, like this, this we—it's a lot of wait and see with the package. Do off you line. think um, when Aaron Rodgers throws the ball to
0: Geronimo, he says like under his breath, "Geronimo"? I, I do. I would,
1: <laughs> unless it's unless quick, it's like a, a quick. Uh, like a, a like yeah, a quick no. hitch, like once. Yeah, I don't think it's he. Like said as soon as that. he
0: releases a like a thirty-yard pass or a fifty-yard pass, he. Geronimo. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> There's only one route yeah. for him to run.
0: Geronimo, go deep! <laughs> Come on, I just went deep. Hey. Come on.
1: Yeah, no, I just uh, I'm pretty winded. Hey, you know what yeah, you're doing on this next. Just go. <laughs> just the geronimo he's running yeah. the geronimo. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh, uh detroit lions i have <laughs> last year at nine and seven i have them at seven to nine this year they still have no run game their defense still sucks uh the only reason i have them doing worse is because they're their division is tougher this year. I think with Chicago getting better and, and, and Green Bay getting Aaron Rodgers back. What do you, where do you have I, them I actually have
0: guys? him at 9-7 again, and I, I think it's because they actually focused on, on the running game, having LeGarrette Blount, um, and then carry on Johnson drafting him. I I think he's going to be you know good, uh, but I, I like Blount. Uh, he's picked the Super Bowl winning team. I, I should probably have Detroit higher. Uh, he's got Detroit winning the well, Super at least Bowl, being in the Super Bowl, uh, having having given uh, Legarrette Blunt as the third Super Bowl ring in a row. I mean, he seems to be the centerpiece of every team in the Super Bowl the last couple of years. So, yeah,
1: um,
0: I think though I think nine and seven is good because of their competition and because of the the vision.
1: Yeah. All right. So, uh, we talked about these guys a little bit in the wide receiver ranking show, uh, but. Marvin Jones or Golden Tate, which one do you pick and why? They were two they were two of only 13,000 yard receivers last year. Which one would you rather? have?
0: Um, I think in any league, I think Jones is it, I, I, he, he's kind of proved that he's the better receiver um, uh, as far as fantasy goes. Uh, <clears throat> PPR league, I mean you can get you can get Tate, but I, I kind of liked having Marvin Jones on my team in one of the leagues last year. He seems to have much bigger games uh, when he gets in the groove, and Stafford's that kind of quarterback that will will just keep going to the guy who's hot, and he seems to be the one that has the most upside as far as uh,
1: that goes. Okay, yeah, I I think I I kind of split, you know, the two by look. I think I I would rather have take for PPR and and Jones for. Uh, standard league, but actually if if you look at it from, from PPR last year, Jones was actually the number 14 guy and Tate was number 16, so that kind of goes against what I'm saying, but um, Yeah, it does. You know, still <laughs> I, I still think Tate, you know, he's still the comfort blanket for Stafford. Um, I, you know, it's it's funny in a lot of mock drafts I've done this year I, I seem these two seem to be like the two guys available at the same time. And I, I seem to always having to be deciding between the two and I wouldn't mind having both of them on my team. And I think they're, they're two guys that if you go really running back heavy up front, and maybe you have these guys as your three and four or two and three, I, I think you're fine starting them both at the same time. It's just, yeah. um, you know, again, I, I I think it's just a good situation there overall. Um, But after those, though, do you think the number three guy, Kenny Galladay, has any fantasy value? So Kenny Galladay was a draft pick last year. And if you remember, Kirk, in the Keeper Lake, I drafted him. And you, I think, said, who the hell is Kenny Galladay? Uh, I then released him, I think, maybe before week one. And he had two touchdowns in week one. And the, uh, and you picked. Well, him I mean, up. I
0: knew who he, I knew who he was. I was just, I was, you know, playing dumb. You would release oh, him. Okay. I know my influence over you. When, when, you know, when
1: I share my opinion, you seem to react to it. So it wasn't just uh, who the hell is that? And then I release him, and you go. It, so it wasn't a case of you just saying, "Well, Greg drafted this guy, so there must."
0: No, be I knew all along. I thought, don't release him. I'm look. gonna pick him up.
1: Okay. Man. Well, either way, he. I think he ended up on Ryan's right. team, which is great. Uh, having said that, though, I I don't like as a number three. He will have a few, you know, maybe three, four games with fantasy relevance. Just a number three receiver on the team. He is not going to overtake. Uh, he he would not overtake Golden Tate's. Oh gosh. Uh, job. He, he he would overtake Marvin Jones if that were to be a thing yeah. and I don't think he's anywhere near that Marvin Jones is still only 26 27 years old yeah, so the, yeah again Stafford
0: Stafford's uh he gets into the zone with some of his guys and uh, I've I've seen uh tight ends that only had you know really good games or you know receivers that he'll lock onto because the the way things are flowing and and Galladay was definitely a beneficiary of that. He got to play on my team. I mean, I think that's a positive sign uh from his perspective. <laughs> um he couldn't cut the mustard yeah. later on in the year, but you know, it was nice having him on the team.
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh all right. Like Eric Blunt or Kirion Johnson, you, you picking either of those running? Backs? Uh
0: not if I have to. Uh or not if I don't have to. I would I'd, I'd rather not have either one. Um I think Blunt is is the clear favorite um, because of just knowledge of him and, you know, he he's the most seasoned. So if I have to have one of them, I wouldn't be that bothered if he was it. Hopefully he was – he, you know, gets into the Super Bowl and is fantasy relevant.
1: Yeah. Uh Kerry and Johnson, though, I think second round – Forty third pick overall, I think maybe not this year. I, th- I think I agree with you that Legarrette Blunt is the guy there this year. But dynasty, yeah, pick him up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Dynasty league, pick him up and and just kind of hope to cash in those chips yeah. later. All right, anybody else on Detroit you want to talk about? No. no, no. Okay, Luke, not Luke Wilson, the actor. No, no. Okay. Or a football player. Yeah, no. Okay. Uh, Chicago, a uh, couple of players here, I think are really interesting to talk about. Last year, Chicago actually uh, went five and eleven. I think they're moving in the right direction. They got an offensive-minded coach. John Fox was maybe this year's Jeff Fisher, to where he just hated offense and had no original thoughts when it came to offense. I, I just I don't see them improving at all, just because it is a tough. Tough division uh, record wise although fantasy wise I do think they will improve a lot um, you know and in, in, in every aspect so uh, the first player I want to talk about though is true Cohen Tre Cohen last year was 42nd in points per game and this is so uh, that is so striking because he was number th- three he, he after week one he had such a huge week one Nobody was really expecting him to blow up like he did. And I picked him up off the waiver wires, and that was such a shiny object that I had to start him multiple weeks, and he just never replicated what he did in that that first week. He had really three good games throughout the the year, but he sucked other than that. So I think he is going to have a role, though. He could be a Danny Woodhead-type player, I think, this year. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, you know, I wouldn't stake your reputation on it, uh, you know, but he's, he definitely was surprising when he was given an opportunity some of the times of
1: how well he performed. But then, yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah, I just think he could be the next Darren Sproles. But, uh, okay, so the other one, the big uh, off-season free agent signing is Allen Robinson. How do you think he'll do?
0: I think – um he will, I don't know. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, that's, that, that's, it's kind of, when you, when you look at the players, um, we talked about Jordan Howard uh, in the previous show and, you know, his worth and, and Trey Burton, what you expect him to be based on how they sign him, and Allen Robinson. These are good players, um, but is Mitch Trubisky going to handicap them? I mean, I would like to think he wouldn't, I mean, you know, if, Fox had Tim Tebow, didn't he? And he managed to get a playoff one out of him. Yeah, uh, I mean, true. so I would like to think that this offense will be more effective. I just don't see Robinson having uh, anything close to his his good year in in Jacksonville just because of the handicaps of uh, of Trubisky. So he will be the best receiver on the team, but. I don't know. I, I, I feel like I need to stay away from him. Um, Yeah. I think uh, Taylor Gabriel's on that team. I think he, he is not a awful uh, number two wide receiver. He may be beneficial because of, you know, again, if Trubisky can't get the ball down the field, he's an intermediate route guy, you know, he may be someone that you have to look forward to, but outside of Howard and Burton, I, I don't, I don't really like them
1: at all. Well, yeah. See, I actually do. I I think Tariq Cohen is going to improve. I think Allen Robinson is a huge upgrade from what they had. Uh they had Trey Burton, huge upgrade. Um, Anthony Miller was a huge, you know, number, uh, second round draft pick at receiver for him. So I think he overtakes Kevin White. Uh I I I almost expect Mr. Trubisky to be the next Jared Goff, and maybe not oh. as successful as Jared Goff was last year. Uh, I, I get it, but but how bad was Jared Goff in his rookie year? Was there was there any reason to believe Jared Goff would be a successful quarterback after his rookie? Yes. Why? I don't know. Okay.
0: Deep analysis. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't press me on that.
1: <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll talk about it. Later. I
0: wasn't affect I wasn't expecting a follow-up question. <laughs> uh
1: so I don't know yeah I I don't know if this is good or bad um for Miss Trubisky to talk about these stats. But <laughs> he actually <laughs> threw the ball a lot more than I thought he did last year which i guess on one hand says that you know they had faith in him they had faith in him but the other part of that as well he threw the ball a lot and had very little success he did not throw for more than one touchdown in any game last year which i don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo did either or maybe he did in one game uh but Mitch Gerbiskey i think uh, he, he did have a couple of quarterback number one weeks last year. I think maybe two or three. Uh, but they've just surrounded him with so much talent. And they've got an offensive-minded coach in Matt Nagy. That this is, all, like I said, I don't think record-wise this team will be much better. Or any better. Yeah. But I think fantasy-wise they will, they will succeed. Allen Robinson, though I agree with you, I'm not... Do not expect him to return to form from from three years that's ago to where he had fourteen yeah, fourteen hundred yards and fourteen
0: touchdowns. And, and that's not a knock on him. That's just I
1: don't think yep. he's in in the situation to do that. But but even that year though, he had fourteen touchdowns. That that is that is an excessive amount of touchdowns. That was that was good Blake Portals versus bad Blake Portals. And Mitch Trubisky is not he is not the type to be able to, to give 14 touchdowns a to one receiver so don't expect that i think alan robinson if you can get a wide receiver number two production out of him that's a that's a, a success so do not draft him any higher than that which i although i i, I will caution that in some drafts i do see him going that high so i
0: think the just be careful i about. think i think what 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 will be um dependent on I mean well what what kind of stuck out to me uh, about statistics is although Jordan Howard was very disappointing at times uh and how they used him um he still had 500 yard games last year which you know the top running yeah. backs had 100 yard games i I would think the this team would benefit from a solid you know use him as much as you can to balance the offense and to and to keep the defense honest, and that's the only way Trubisky going to be able to be effective is is to have
1: the pressure taken off of him. So, if I were to ask you where Jordan Howard finished in yards last year, rushing yards last year, where do you think he finished? Oh, uh, yeah,
0: I know. I said he had 500, five hundred five one hundred yards. I, I I would think uh, it ranked like rate rankings in the top.
1: Yeah. Like- like like totally, total rushing yards. Total rushing literally. yards? I yeah. Like 1,200? Yeah. Uh, I mean, where did he rank oh, in the league? Six? Yeah. You got it dead on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was six, six in the league, uh, more than Melvin Gordon. And they, they just uh, didn't just,
0: use him effectively. You and I had
1: conversations
0: yeah. almost every game, like what's – Why are, I mean, just give him the ball whenever he has the ball. He looks like the best player on the field, and they just didn't seem to focus on him.
1: Yep. 276 carries. I I don't see that going away. He is, he is a talented player. I I think he's, he's a guy who you could maybe get in the, I, I see him going in third, third rounds in mock drafts this year. So I'd love to get him in the third, late third round. So, yeah.
0: We'll, we'll be targeting him in the auction draft heavily. We definitely, heavily. Yeah,
1: maybe not as heavy as last no. year, but they'll heavily,
0: heavily in our minds.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to add for the NFC North? No. No. That was intense. So, just to recap, the way we have those teams falling, we had Minnesota winning the division. Both of us did, and then the. The uh, teams going Green Bay, Detroit, and then Chicago. Mm -hmm. What did you have, Chicago? Wait, what did you have, Chicago's uh, uh, record? Uh, Oh, I had them at 5 and 11. What did you have them at?
0: I I was, uh, as much as I poo pooed on them, I I have them at 7 and (laughs) 9. Okay. I love, yeah. Well, uh, uh, the way I did this was I set their record and then I started going into their players. And so, I probably should have done it the other way around.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> the funny thing is, is, with these divisional previews, I was much more conservative than I thought I would be. I, I think I have one one team out of all of them at four and twelve, and then a couple teams at twelve and four, but no nothing more extreme than that. Right? I, yeah. It', it, it it's tough to predict these teams and but you know there's going to be turnover in the playoffs you know there's 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 going to be teams that that have huge disparity in their wins and losses from the previous year and it's it's tough yeah. so all right well but hey that's why we make so much money doing this shit. Yeah. you know and I mean? just
0: to remind everybody of our of our sponsor today is the Golden Gate Time Ice Cream Bars just really focus on that next time you go to the grocery store look for the gate time bars and just
1: tell everybody the fancy voice hey. yeah it's 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 hard to have
0: a gate time on your own
1: it's, I can speak from experience <laughs> I've never no, done it impossible <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's all we have for the fancy boys. We're signing off. Fading out.